Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Light Gate. We are coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana at the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM. We are also coming to you live from the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. We are on Roku. We are on Facebook. We are on uh, YouTube and uh, wherever your radio can pick us up. If you can't see uh, anything that we might describe as a picture, we will do our best to give you a good description. And I, I'm so happy y'all are here. You can see that we already have guests in the room, and I'm going to take let Preston take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Dolly. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this amazing New Year's Day or evening. No, well, it's New Year's Day evening. <laughs> Live Q&A, first show of the year. I'm so excited. I forget what number show this is, but we're up to almost 40 now, 36 or 37. Yeah, 36. Super excited. Oh, no, wait, not 36. Yeah. We're very, very close to 40. So uh, you can see our guests tonight are both familiar faces. They've been on the light gate before, Martin twice. Michelle was our premiere episode. But first, let me say hi to a few of you in chat because I so appreciate you all showing up for us. Hello, Michael. Hope you're having a great New Year's Day. Hello, Brian. Yes, having a wonderful holiday. I hope you are too. Who else do we got in here? Bim Jim. Hello. Keep those questions coming, guys, because we're going to want to have lots of questions. Ruth Kleiber, Happy New Year. Hello, Dawn. Yes, we have absolutely wonderful guests tonight. Hello, Robert. Thank you for joining us. And Vivre La Vie. And just a Gen X dirtbag baby. I love that moniker. <laughs> Always makes me smile. Say it three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B, Truth Friends Seeker, Cosmic TB. Hello. Okay. And Namaste. Thank you so much. That is absolutely unbelievably generous of you. I am so thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, Susan. Thank you for joining us. Susan is a familiar name. She was a chapter in my book, Humanoids and High Strangeness. I forgot to interview or introduce you, Dolly. Dolly Saffron, my co-host, just so you know. She's generous as well. Um, who else do we have here? Well, you know, we should probably just get started. Linda Catlett, hello. Happy New Year. Jumpy Adventures. Real Badger, hello. You always make it first to my video, so awesome to see you here. Rat Food, hello, Rat Food. That's another wonderful name. <laughs> Wayne Mallows, hello, Wayne. <laughs> Don't forget Michael Kennedy. Hi, Michael. He was first. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear that. Sorry. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Hello, Chris. Paula Steen. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. CT Guitar Guy, Christopher Harmon. You guys are so awesome. Always joining us here each week. Scarlet Fire. Hello, Mike. Thank you very much for being here. Catherine Four Feathers. So many of you guys, so many familiar faces. It's awesome. Alicia, Kayleen White, Maggie Smith. Who else do we have here? Kaysen Lee. Awesome. Julia Dow, Sleepy Howe, and Ryder. Very, very cool. There's quite a few of you here, so I'm just going to get this show started. 
All right. Well, you are probably familiar with our guests if you've watched our show, but I'm going to give them a little bit of an introduction anyway, just in case you aren't. Michelle Desrochers, wave Michelle, <laughs> has been professionally and actively researching the unexplained and working in media for the past 17 years with her area of study focused primarily on malevolent hauntings and potential non-human attachments or infestation. And she's considered one of Canada and North America's leading researchers. She's highly versed in many subject matters within her field and has expanded her knowledge to include UFO studies, cryptozoology, folklore and legends, and anything else that is deemed out of this world. As an international public figure, she's often called upon by the media for paranormal consultations, for television and other related media, and books months in advance. She's highly sought after, has a waiting caseload list of 1.5 years. She is the co-producer to the very popular and must-watch radio show, The Outer Realm, which airs live on the Paranormal Radio Network and the UFO Radio Network each Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, which she co-hosts with her friend and teammate, Amelia Pisano. And they, The Gray Zone, Uncensored, which she co-hosts with her friend and producer, Joe Montaldo. So that is Michelle, part of her amazing resume. One of my favorite people on this planet and off. Thank you, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> and our other guest is the lovely Martin Rivera, an experiencer, researcher, and quantum hypnotherapist. He's been on our show twice before. And he has been studying the subject of UFOs and ETs for many years, and he's an expert on the technique of quantum hypnotherapy to help hip experiencers remember and process their otherworldly encounters. He's a certified in quantum healing hypnosis and past lives at the Dolores Cannon Academy in Arkansas, and is the co-founder of Quantum Balance, a healing arts center with transformational programs based on Long Island, New York. He also does past life regression therapy, which sometimes leads to a future life, which is so interesting. Does sound and light healing, emotional healing therapy, pineal gland activation, connecting with your higher self, meeting your spirit guides, accessing your Akashic records and Reiki healing. He's also fluent in Spanish and we brought him on to help us with the uh, Sistopaz. Um, that's right. He helped book Sistopaz as well. So that huge thank you, Martin, for that. He turned out to be a hugely popular guest. Yes. But Martin has also translated a number of books into Spanish, including Dolores Cannon's The Custodians and Keepers of the Garden and many others. And he's worked with many people, authors and experiencers, both aiding them in their journey of spiritual discovery. And you can learn more about both our guests tonight by going to the links in the description. But this is a Q&A, so we're hoping you guys have lots of questions. I'd love to do a little bit of a review of 2023 and speculate on what 2024 will bring us. But otherwise, hi guys, and thanks so much for joining us this evening. <laughs> Okay. It is a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't know about all y'all in chat, but I'm real happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's so quiet. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. it's, it's become a new year so quickly. 2023 just slid right by. Oh, yeah, by the skin of your freaking teeth. <laughs> I know. 2024, <laughs> be kinder. It's going yes. to be, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty eventful year with the... Chinese balloons going across the United States or whatever that was and the yep. so-called Las Vegas incident, which probably won't get too deep into mm -hmm. on the tale of the Grush hearings and the Peruvian money thing and a lot going on. So it's a pretty interesting year. And if 2024 is anything like 2023, I think it's going to be a lot busier. So I need quiet person. I'm quiet. I agree. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get great. it. Okay, so where, where shall we start, guys? What do you want to talk about? Uh, why don't you start at the top and just start looking for questions? I want to see what everybody's thinking right now because we talk a lot and it's open mic night too with the fact that it's QA. Okay. And I want to know what's on their minds. I guess, Preston, as you mentioned, like this last year, it was huge for the mainstream or for people who's not into this subject, you know? So I guess it's in, a, in the overall, as I see it, it's like a huge uh, disclosure, you know, for people's consciousness that we are not alone, that this, you know, this the whole subject about the UFO and, uh, and the ET phenomena is real. So for me, it was a very, very positive, whether, you know, all these hearings, all the mummies and all these politicians and so on, I think it's, it's one of the best years so far for the phenomena, don't you think? I absolutely do. Um, I'm not too happy with the Grush, Fravor, Graves hearing, which felt like a little bit of a publicity stunt. But like you said, it brought so many people into this field yes. who are now asking questions. It's being taken seriously. It's a new era for you. Exactly. Yes. It really is. So I'm super yeah. excited to see so many people now having the courage to talk about their own experiences. Exactly. That's my point, you know, because before it was everything was, uh, you know, ridiculized, you know, making fun of it. But now this, they see like whatever, you know, has been developing, but it's taking now in you know, another step in the serious stuff. So that's like, I mean, huge, you know, even for people never heard of. That's the first time like, oh, wait a second. That's it's not only us. That's how we, you know, race up and then uh, growing up as this very now narrow mentality now it's like it's, it's it's wide open so for many possibilities and life is out there right yeah all mm -hmm. right well i do see the questions stacking up so i guess we'll just go to them unless you guys want to mention anything else <laughs> <Sure show. laughs> all right follow along <laughs> well here we go and we'll start with let's go mike mike who says, I have had some very strange experiences. What is the weirdest experience either guest has had? Smiley face. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. I've had a lot of weird experiences. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that way. And I say fortunate, um, not because, you know, I just want to be the odd man out. But um, when you're in the field of high strangeness or paranormal ufology, whatever the case may be, the more you can experience, um, the more you can, you can feel confident in, you know, knowing that something's out there. Every time I have an experience, it's that 
doesn't mean it's definitive, but it does mean that I can keep looking into it, that I can keep researching it and feel that I'm on the right track. So, you know, paranormal experience, or do you want extraterrestrial experience? Because yeah. I mean, there's some <laughs> that are almost one of the same. I have to say the experience I've had. The weirdest one. <laughs> the weirdest one, probably the one when I was in the haunted forest in Romania. That was pretty exceptional um because you know i was outside of my realm of comfort you know we were up on top of a mountain and uh it was a the night of a super moon and everybody kept saying oh you're going on a super moon just to get more activity i'm like no i'm going on the night of a super moon so i can find my way out when <laughs> 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 i get my butt handed to me so i was very open about the fact that you know it was it was a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going on there and one part specifically, which was interesting because we went with one member of our group was very skeptical. And when a skeptical guy turns around and says, I don't think that should be happening. And you're like, what? And you turn around and you see like it, it, it would appear to look like a tree line in the, in, in the forest, just sort of like it was something was walking over it and it was just folding down onto itself. So wow. incredible energy you know, regardless, but when the skeptical guy yells it out, you kind of go, yeah, see right there. That's, that's pretty cool. So, you know, then, you know, we're playing around with some equipment and it yells out, go now run. Well, I won't run, but I won't gracefully leave. <laughs> but so we hightailed it out. It was, that to me was um, a pretty incredible experience. I think that qualifies. <laughs> I think so. Sure. <laughs> there are lots of weird experiences out there. What about you, Martin? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it brief, but um, it's actually they all these weird events. It happens really in my place, <laughs> and of course, when I go out there uh, camping or going to a retreat, yes, I had all those. But I'm gonna mention one that it was taking you know it was taking place right here in my place. And then um, I was finished. I was finished a chapter that was a couple of years ago from Dolores Cannon's book, and she's like having an interaction, having a, a dialogue with this ET through the client, you know, under hypnosis. And this wow. ET start, you know, you know, giving information about because um, uh, Dolores was asking about well, when many people see these UFOs and and they give like a, a light burst and they disappear. So it replied, oh, that's why uh, that's the way you know the, the ships that are raising the vibration, going to another density or dimension, and it gives those flash, you know. So that's what people see. Him. And and it goes alone. It goes like, so this is very important for you, you know, referring to Dolores, that you have to write down this and publish this book because we are interesting in in, in everyday people who can you know find this information. And, you know, and we really appreciate it from you because you're very responsible. You, you do not, dis, you know, um, distort information. You always kept the way always come out. So I was translating that part, right? So I go like, you know, because my wife was helping me. And I go, let's take a break. So we walked out of the balcony and we have, you know, some uh, benches and chairs. So we just laid down. It was almost like 10 p.m. So it was summertime. You know, it was, you know, really cool out there. And we live very close to the beach. So it's like probably like maybe five miles is the beach right there. So I was facing exactly, you know, um, as the uh, the beach, um, you know, um, um, 
uh, where whatever it was, and I see these two like ball of lights traveling parallel, you know, like very fast. It mm -hmm. took only took like 12 seconds. I pulled my phone, you know, I thought I was like, you know, recording it, but I was too fast that the, the phone, you know, it didn't really re register. So I was expecting to record it. So I see these two, two ball of lights coming up. One of them stood above us, you know, probably like 100 yards above us. And the other one took to the, to the left and it just went behind a cloud because there were clouds coming at very low, you know, low altitude clouds. But this one just stood up, you know, up there. And we, we were able to see this cross formation inside this, you know, this, you know, light. The light was kind of like orange and yellow. And inside this cross symbol, it was like yellowish and like, like turned into other colors, but very slightly. It stood there for like three seconds and it, in front of our eyes, disappeared. It just faded away completely. All <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> I love that. Very strange. <laughs> All right, Dolly, you. <laughs> oh my God. You have to pick one. Okay. I've had lots of weird experiences in my life. It's going to be hard for you. <laughs> um, probably the weirdest one, and I've never talked about it before, so I'll talk about it now. Um, I did not know um, when I was very, very young about light people, you know, light entities. And uh, I was with BT and we were somewhere um, not in the ship but outside on a planet and uh, I I saw one in the distance and uh, I'm just watching it and I don't know what it is yet I can't figure it out and it's coming toward us and it got closer and closer and closer and then all of a sudden well right through me and I I was so astounded and so freaked out that I fell back like the leaning tower of pizza and just went back. I didn't, I I was reacting to it. I thought it was gonna hit me. It didn't, it went right through me. And I could smell it, I could feel it, I could wow. hear it. And uh, it realized that I was gonna bang, bash the back of my head. And it sort of stopped me from this much off the ground. And I'm just sort of like laying there, looking up through this thing over me. And uh, I didn't know what to do. So I, I, I pretended to go to sleep. I was a little kid, I didn't know what to do. and. Uh, it, it started laughing at me and uh, it picked me back up and backed away from me and uh, excused itself and said, I'm so sorry. You're so smart. I didn't see you really. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and it went away and I was never forgot that as long as I live, it was the weirdest thing that ever freaking happened to me. And I realized that it's normal for people to react in ways that are strange. Like you think it's going to hit you. So you just throw yourself back. And I didn't realize I would do that, but by God, I did. And I've seen other people do it um, on different days and different things for their life. But that was the weirdest because I could smell it. I could feel it. Um, I could hear it. And uh, it messed with me. It did. So that's it. That's a good one. All right. I'm thinking yeah. about a, of 100 of them, and I'm trying to narrow it down to just one. I think the weirdest was... One I had with you, Dolly, actually, <laughs> when we had just left visiting my sister's house and we were driving along a remote highway in the Kansas desert, not the whole tank of gas. We were down to about a quarter tank when I realized we were on a road that wasn't going to have another gas station for about 50 miles or so. And we were, or 60, we were 30 miles in and there's nothing there. 
There is no houses. There is nothing. Um, what windmill, windmill towers. That's yeah. it. And there weren't even other cars. I mean, there mm -hmm. was nothing out there. And it's hey, 110 cars. That's right. Yeah. And suddenly I see someone on the side of the road. Now, mind you, this is 30 miles out either direction. <laughs> and he's coming towards us. He's a black man with a Rastafarian hat, um, dreadlocks. Yeah. Um, a tie-dye shirt, and he's pushing a subway cart down the, the side of the road. There's no sidewalk. There's there's nothing there. And he's <laughs> pushing it along. <laughs> and I could not even believe my eyes. We passed him pretty quick because we're barreling along. And I'm like, Dolly, did, you know, tell me you saw that. <laughs> I, that was just so bizarre. That was so weird. I know. Like, That's I wanted weird. to go back. He's like, we don't have the cast. Like, no, we didn't. Yeah. But there, it's weird because there's just no way he could be there unless someone dropped him off out of a truck. There's just no way you could walk that. He looked like, he's, like he looked like he was on a mission too, because he was literally going. <laughs> he was running with that cart. I mean, running ear to ear. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> you know, it was amazing. Yeah, that's bizarre. I, to this day, I don't know what the heck that was. All right, so. Let's move on to the next question because, boy, they're stacking up. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the questions. Here's one from Brian Morgan, and he is asking, Dolly, I don't know if you know this or not, but do you know if the TR-3B is real and an operational craft? Happy New Year. Yes, it is real. <laughs> real. I've seen one. Personally, I've seen one. They are big, too, and uh, they mean business with this thing. It works really, really well. It is anti-graf, and uh, they use them a lot, and there are a lot of them. They're matte black. They have, um, you know, that anti-radar uh, film on them. That's why they're black. They have a central uh, round light in the middle that changes colors. It can do different colors. And then the three in the points. They have an array that goes between points that they can turn on. And, uh, yeah, they're real. Oh, all right. I agree. Yeah. There's been so much talk about them and they've been filmed many times and many, many firsthand accounts of it. And I don't think it's just the TR-3B either. I was looking at another case, Dolly, which dates back to 1965 of a classic saucer with two little guys in a dome and the guy saw it and there were landing traces. And next day there was all these army people around it. This is in South Dakota. And he's like, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, nothing. We're just watching for helicopters. And so he started talking to them, buddying up. He said, no, no, really, really, what are you doing? Because I saw this craft come down. <laughs> it looked like a flying saucer, but the people in it looked like military. And he's like, well, yeah, that's actually what we're looking at. So and that was a classic yeah. flying saucer. So we have all kinds of stuff out yeah. there. There's also one that's rectangular shaped. And uh, it's also black, but it looks silver uh, sometimes as well. And uh, that one can hover or go about 45 mile an hour across the landscape and it's silent. And uh, you don't want to see that one ever. If you do see it, go inside. And uh, yep. All right. There's all sorts of fun comments in chat, but I shall move to the next question. Let's see here. This is not so much a question, but I thought I'd pop it up. I'm convinced that the balloons were some government psyop. I think it was what you're spelling there i think it was all yeah along those lines on what would i call it 
propaganda. That's the word I'm looking for. Because they kept calling them UFOs. I'm like, these are not UFOs. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they weren't UFOs. They were Chinese spy balloons. And our government let them look. For Which whatever seems, reason. Seems weird to me. All right, moving along. And Martin, this one's for you. And it's from Dawn Curtis. And she's asking, have any experiencers that have been regressed mentioned if the ETs are from our future coming to back change coming back to change something from happening again? Mm, well, so far as I know, in my cases, not like that. Um, uh, as far as I, you know, as a matter of fact, I had a session last week, right? And I was able to speak to this, uh, this ET from a far, far galaxy that even uh, we haven't even discovered yet, because there are thousands, millions of galaxies, right, at Dali? So I was speaking to this ET, right? And then uh, for them, maybe this ET was from um, a higher density, because during the session, he was able to, it actually was a female, he was able to see through, through, through the client's experience as a human, and even he, she told me, oh, I can see through you as well. So when she told me, I can see through you as well, I go like this, you know, look at my place. And it go, oh, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> and, then, and then the ETI realized like, oh, I would like to have, you know, it will be fascinating to experience as you guys live as a humans. But then somehow he picked up about all this, you know, uh, the way we live humans. He goes like, oh, but you guys are having a hard time. You guys, you know, you guys live pretty much rough sometimes. I go, yeah. And he goes like, oh, you guys are from a, a density planet. <laughs> you know? And, and she started making fun of me. She goes like, you do questions very slow because they don't have, you know, language. They have all, everything was telepathy. You know, and they had these images going pretty fast. And and they go like, oh, you do like, you know, pretty slow uh, questions. So you, you, you keep asking me like very superficial questions. I go, okay. So I would like to know how's your economy, your political system, uh, uh, you have religions and so on. She goes like, ah, you want to know how compare from our solution? <clears throat> yes. And and she goes like, you know, moving her mouth. It was like, oh, it's hard to uh, to translate to from this frequency because this frequency is very slow. It's very dense. Okay, hold on. And she started elaborating more slower, you know. <laughs> but then, but then when you know, I asked her, how do you guys sustain your bodies? Because she was telling me about you know pretty much the size of a 10-year-old boy. That's how their size looking, you know? It was like pretty long arms, green, greenish olive looking. And then um, and they go, oh, we, we, we eat like um, kind of like oatmeal, you know? That's everything that we eat, just mm -hmm. one meal a day. I go like, that's boring. <laughs> 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 and he go, she goes, I know, you got such a variety of food. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> But the thing is, like, you know, and then she later told me, like, oh, but, you know, you don't worry about, because you know, they say we don't have religion, we don't have economy, we don't have money, we don't have politicians, none of that. And humans will go into that direction. It'll take you some time where you guys will get there. So they know pretty much, you know, part of our evolution of those timelines will make it. You know? well, I, I'm glad you said that because Dolly has said many times, no, you... ETs are not from the future. They can't come back. You can't change time. I have no good reporting on that either. And, no, neither, neither do I. Nope. And I searched the literature looking for any, you know, evidence that ETs are us from the future or from the future. 
Well, they can see the future. Right. They can make yeah. really good predictions. Yes, that's but, true. So I absolutely agree with you, Martin, on that. Yeah. I've been I've been told by ET that yes, they can see the future, but it's mutable. <laughs> we can change our minds about things in the present and the future will alter because of that. The future isn't a set object because it has no form yet. And right. uh, so they no, can technically is no time, right? right exactly. That's a human yeah. thing. Yes. Right. 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 Once they're outside the timeline, they see everything all at one time. And uh, I used to get confused about it when I'm with them. And uh, he said, how does it feel to you? And he'll say, is it in the past? And I'll say, yes. He'll say, are you in the present? I'll say, yes. And he said, so what's so hard about not knowing if you're in the future or not? And or looking, actually, it's not like you're in the future. You're looking at it. Somehow your brain realizes it's there and can uh, intellectually attach to it. And, you know, and uh that's it's really hard to describe, and but it's readable. It's not solid right. yet. I had another, another explanation, you know, from you know, um, like I said, the, the type of hypnosis where we practice is um, we able to connect with source that explains everything about you know why it was certain events on the person, you know, like bizarre events, yeah. um, um, experiences, accidents, so on. But then when they show them, you know, sometimes they show them a future life. I always ask, what did you show him, uh, you know, whether, you know, a, male, a female or male, what did you show him about um, future life? And many of the cases, like, oh, cause, because he or she thinks there's nothing more. You know, they thought it was the only life they ever lived is right now, but it's not. Life continues. Or some other cases, they, you know, have very few where they see, like, you know, a, a, a very, very catastrophe in the future, whatever. And I ask, like, what did you show me? Like, because she's engaging into fear and the future is many, many, they're like, they exist in like many timelines at the same time. It's up to you. If you change your fear for love, then it will be, no, you will never experience this. But as long as they, they engage on fear, oh, the possibilities out there, the universe will, you know, will show you or you will experience in that timeline. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they give me this chance for them to make up their minds to, to, to question their belief system. Mm. So, mm -hmm. a way to, you That's know, change, you know? Okay, now I'm going to bring up another question. This sounds like it might be one for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, this is from Vivra La Vie. The question is, is it normal to run into a full body spirit? One that I actually ran into. Mm. Normal, yeah. Sure is. Not abnormal <laughs> at all. It can happen anytime. I've sure. done it. Yeah, yep. I've seen it. Just yep. physically full on touch them. Yep. Um, for me, I mean, it, it gets kind of awkward if you're not sure and you see a full body and they're very solid. I've only seen a solid um, twice in my life. And the one time he was standing right in front of me and nobody else could see. I was with, standing with someone. We were talking to this person. And there's a whole group of people. It was on a tour we were doing. Um, they couldn't see who we were talking to, but I did not know that at the time. So I suspected, because my spidey senses were saying, it's not real. And uh, I just, you know, I poked them. <laughs> and, I, and I had to just double check. So I poked him, and he just sort of looked at me, and he kept smiling, but his eyes weren't right. That's how I could tell, is because yeah. his eyes, there was just, they were just, 
pretty much empty, you know, like a grounded soul. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he just looked at me and he pointed, he goes, is it yours? I'm looking around and I realized he was talking about the chore. I said, well, kind of, yeah. You know, and he just kept smiling and he smelled like, um, like limes and uh, like thermaldehyde, which back in the day, that's what they would do. Put you in the, gr- oh. in the ground, put some lime and, and mask oh that God. smell with some form of citrus, <laughs> oranges or lemons. or And that's what I kept smelling. So I poked him and he was solid. I'm like, this isn't helping me because <laughs> he was solid. And that's the only time I've ever physically, wow. you know, so I was able to manifest that. And, and that's what, you know, it felt like to me. And I've been touched by by apparitions and such. So it's, it's interesting how they can project the energy. Yeah. yeah that, that happened to me once I had a, I didn't see him, but somebody poked me in the armpit. Nice. And I was in the, in the room with the whole family. I jumped up and turned around and they're all looking at me. I'm like, I'm telling you someone could, and then it would pull on my hair because stuff like that. I was, I was reaching out. I've only seen a full apparition once, which was when my mom passed away. But I've yeah, talked to a lot yeah. of, yeah. I talked to a lot of mediums and this lady up in Maine, you you know who she is, Dolly. Uh, I call her Lynette. Lynette, yeah. But she says, you know, she's a medium. And she says she sees them full color all the time. She can't tell if they're living or not until she walks up and walks around them and talks to them. And I wonder if sometimes we're seeing ghosts and we don't even know it. Right. Possible. Yeah. I I see few apparitions if they want me to. Uh, there's a difference. Sometimes they're in, you know, they're they're not they're not wanting you to see them, so you don't. Even full psychic, I know they're there. I can feel somehow feel it, but mm-hmm. not the full sight. And right. uh, those that do, you will see them if you're psychic. And it's weird. And it's funny you said the smell because they come up with a smell every time, every single time. I can tell you who's visiting me just by your smell. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. I had one experience. I, 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 I'm it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty close to it, and I guess that's one of uh, one of or two that I had. And I could, you know, I'm gonna be brief again. Um, I was in uh, this retreat in Mount Shasta, and then we, uh, we were like a, almost like 13, 14 people. We rent this huge house next to a river, and then uh, it was nighttime, and I was like sharing the room with two of my friends. It was a pretty, you know, pretty uh, big room with these kind of like cathedral ceilings and they had these uh, uh, windows that you could see, you know, to the sky. And it was kind of like a full moon. So you it was pretty, you know, light up. You know, you could see everything inside the room. So I was sleeping in one corner. So we kind of slept like in one corner of the room, my other friend and another, you know, to, 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 the, to the cross the corner and the other one make like a triangle, you know, that's how uh, the setup it was, you know. So somehow in the middle of the night, I just walked up you know, in in the um, on the wall that I was sleeping, there was the uh, the bathroom and there was a closet next to it. So somehow, I I don't know how I I woke up. I you know, I saw the room and from the closet I saw this black shadow walking. <laughs> you know, like very well formed. It was a female because I was seeing you know, um, uh, her body. You know, uh, and it was walking up front of the you know the bed and going towards where my friend was sleeping and taking the position where she was sleeping, like sideways, like, mm-hmm. like very copy it and went through it. But I was able to see her, you know, her hair, because she was like a, a, a 
her haircut was like up to here, you know. Did it and, look like your friend? I mean, could it have been her astral body? Exactly, that was her astral yeah. body. She's oh. <laughs> coming in for a landing, yeah. Oh, That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Right to it was like, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, she, like, she, you know, uh, she was just a member, you know. But that was amazing. Yeah. But I don't know how I, I, I walked up. It's like someone like just poked me or something. Martin, you were up when you did it. Martin, you were OBE as well. If you were sleeping and just woke up, you were still OBE and you saw it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Amazing. So yep. well, that's cool, Martin. Very, very cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure we've all had further ghost encounters, but we got 20 questions lined up. Let's so let's move along. And here is one from Fun Talks TV. And this is for you, Martin. Thank you. Fun TV says, Hi, everybody. Question for Martin. Dolores, meaning Dolores Cannon, used to promote used to promote manifestation. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to manifest wealth? Yes, it is. As long is aligned to your life's purpose. Yes. With a twist. Exactly. <laughs> life purpose is, is towards that way. Yes, the universe will provide. Otherwise, if it's not your life purpose, if it's going to interfere with your life lesson that you must come through, it's not. So, but everything's possible. So it's, uh, that's always open, you know, so. Exactly. I, I don't feel like psychic abilities are supposed to be used to, you know, guess the lottery ticket numbers. Exactly. That's what I was going to say that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's something, you know, the universe or higher self or the source knows exactly what you need to experience in this, into this incarnation. You know, yeah. There was a lady at work who dreamt someone was reading out the lottery numbers, shouting them at her. She's like, I'm going to play them because she came into work. She says, I, this happened. And she played them and she won $15. <laughs> but I thought that was cool. because <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You can manifest anything. It's really yes. a matter of intention. And if it's you know something that will help you along in your journey of helping others. And exactly. Yourself. Yeah, as long as you don't hurt others. If you hurt others, you're creating karma. <laughs> so yeah. you got to be aware of it. Our guest, Robert Peterson, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, last week, uh, talked about out-of-body experiences. He had an experience where he's walking along and he touched a parking meter, just touched it as he's walking by and it started spitting out all the coins. He didn't collect them up in a bag and run. He started desperately feeding them back into the meter <laughs> this is a good guy <laughs> but i just funny. thought it was interesting yeah i've heard of stories where people have money falling out of the sky pennies and dimes and we had that like at that. the other house we had a film crew there and they kept having i think it was dimes um or quarters i, I don't remember but it's never happened before and the film crew caught it it was just falling from the ceiling and uh I remember looking at Wayne going, that's never happened before. Why do they get the money? <laughs> <laughs> that's but manifesting right there. Boom. It was. I know. It, it was really interesting to see because I've always heard of it. Um, and the spirits of the house have never done anything like that to our knowledge. I mean, we'd find stuff. So maybe they did. And, you know, we just didn't clue in. But um, it was interesting to, to, to see it in motion, to actually capture it. Yeah, it right. I want to write an article or do a study of that because... I've heard of that before. There was a case I read about where everyone was at school in their classroom, and this kid suddenly had 
money dropped down on his desk. Everyone saw Crazy. it. And ping, 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 ping. Just a couple of coins. Yeah. Yeah. But Robert Monroe, who's the very famous out-of-body guy, had a pair of pants he called the money pants. <laughs> he swears up and down that $20 bill would appear in the pocket. And everyone thought he was crazy. But it kept happening, kept happening, until finally he went out of body once and asked his spirit guide about it. And he said, oh, yeah, that's, I forget his name, Joe or something. He, he, he thinks it's funny. <laughs> so it's possible to actually physically manifest money. You, you yeah, can lose things as well as gain things. Work <laughs> your way up to some silver dollars or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. I, have, I have a, a, a you know, I can, it, we're in the third dimension. In the fourth dimension, there's a lot of people living in there. And uh, I had, uh, where I was living at the time, this person, whoever this person was, didn't like me finding my glasses when I wanted to find them. And I have a terrible habit now. I have five or six pairs of glasses at any given time because it will literally go through the house and take every pair of glasses I own and disappear <laughs> them. And they won't show back up until I'm desperate and, and I can, you know, feel its uh, humor somehow over the thing. And when I was really little, I used to find $20 bills everywhere. And I always wondered what that was. And, uh, um, I used to take the money and put it in, uh, I had like a little bag and I put it in there and I just shoved it away because what are you going to do with money that you don't think belongs to you? And uh, I had, uh, I started having animals show up in my life and they needed food or they needed this or that. And I would go to that bag and take the money and help the animal with it. And then it dawned on me, oh my God, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm getting the money. And so I just let it happen like that. But yeah, I, I know lots of people. This socks is the general. Ha ha! The, the washer ate my socks. Eh, I think something's taking your stuff. I really do. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to mention that on it very quick. I had a case where I had this male. He told me that he somehow need more money, you know, to uh, to uh, for her uh, for his mother, and. Um, she, he said, like, he walked into the superstore, right? And the way he, you know, he bought his, you know, his groceries, whatever. He walks out with the, with the card and he, he found a, a fat wallet, you know, like typical, you know, leather wallet, you know. So he picked it up. He looked around. He opened, nobody was there. He opened it up looking for an ID. No ID. <laughs> and it was $500 in there. And he kept looking for cards. Nothing. It's just like bunch of receipts, but not names at all. So he stood there for like 45 minutes waiting if he, someone, you know, come back to, you know, to reclaim the wallet. No one. So he he ended up because he he needed exactly almost $500 for her mom, for, for her medicines, because wow. somehow he didn't have the money enough to raise mm -hmm. it and exactly send it to her mother. So that covers her up. Wow. That's, that is. That's amazing. Now, this yeah. is kind of an aside, but you reminded me of it. You know, I lived in a house in Reseda, and I kept finding brand new tennis balls in the yard. And there's just no way this can be because I had an old lady on one side and an old man on the other. And there's just no way these tennis balls can be. And I, I'm, it's a tiny little yard, and everything's trimmed out. And after the third or fourth time, I'm like, this is crazy. And, and I still have one of them. And finally, I went to the neighbor. I'm like, you know, our... I'm finding tennis balls. Do you, are you throwing them into my yard? I knew she wasn't. She's, she's like, she's like, really? Did you know that that house used to be tennis courts for the house next door? <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding. 
That's funny. They were manifesting there. And I think wow. it's because when you, throw, you know, playing tennis, you know, people lose tennis balls and cards and stuff. It's, it's whirling at a certain angle and twink. That's my theory for why socks disappear in the dryer because they're spinning into another dimension. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's always that's theory. one of life's little mysteries right there. <laughs> All right, let's moving on. Oh, thank you, Louise. That is so awesome and kind and generous of you, and truly appreciated. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for the super chats. It helps so so much i cannot thank you enough i am humbled thank you okay we're moving along now thank you so much louise that's awesome dawn curtis has a question for you michelle she asks i've experienced paranormal movement of objects and would like to know if many people you have spoken with have also um quite a few actually but it not always paranormal. It's this little thing called psychokinesis, <laughs> which uh, occurs a lot with, um, you know, pre-adolescent children, women going through menopause. We have a very strong energy. I, sometimes I think people forget that we are very, very powerful beings and pr projecting, a, you know, energy, which some people call poltergeist activity. Um, you know, projection of energy is quite common, more than than people realize. Now, from a paranormal aspect, yes, I've, I've done and worked with many families who were experiencing a lot of different movement because, I don't know, so, some researchers think, no, no, that can't happen. But yeah, it can absolutely happen. I've seen it happen, you know, myself with my own eyes. So, and, you know, I knew I wasn't at the projection state. <laughs> So, you know, I hadn't hit menopause yet, so I knew it was good, and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't 12. So, but, but my daughter used to actually manifest things, and she would call me and say, you know, the statue in the corner is just, like, moving across the floor. I'm like, stop it. Because <laughs> go do something nice. <laughs> just stop you know, it. My daughter could open and shut doors. We'd all be sitting there. She's supposed to be in bed, and the bloody door would open and then <laughs> slam shut. I'm like, and we got to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember when we were kids, me and my sister were alone in the house, and suddenly there was a big bang in the other room. And Victoria's like, Who dropped something? And I turned to Victoria, like, We're alone in the house. And I got all these creepy feelings of spider legs walking down my back. We went right. running into the room. It was our bedroom, as it turned out. And the crystal, we had a little crystal hanging on a string from the wall, was going bang, bang, bang against the window. I made her go inside. I wouldn't go in. <laughs> and she went in and she looked at it and we're looking around. Turned out our room was pretty messy and took us about five minutes to figure out that we had had a plaque above the window, which fell and hit the crystal and made it bang on the window. Oh, wow. So maybe not psychokinesis. Maybe it was. But I'll never forget seeing that crystal bang against the wall or the window by itself. Almost that's, hard enough to break it. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> I, I love when it's something I can't explain. But you have to go through the process of elimination. You have to look at all, all aspects. And, and if you're left with something that's got a question mark on it, that means, yay, that's potentially something fun. And you just dig in and dig your heels in a little bit and, you know, and yes, see what you come up with. Yeah. yeah. I was once in my condo with my friend Roger. I'm like, where's the pen? I had the pen. Where's the pen? I need to. And he's like, I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm like, I know it was right here. And then 
boom, it falls on the table. <laughs> like, Roger, did you see that? He didn't see it, and he thought I was throwing it. But uh, I tell you, that pen, pen just fell out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Why don't we move along to another question? And this is from the lovely rat food question. Oh, Dolly, I'm so glad that he asked this because we've talked about this. Yeah. The question is, how does air work in an ET craft? Do they keep plants inside or create oxygen with a machine? Okay. <laughs> I've never explained this to anybody before, so you're going to hear it now. The craft are biological. They have uh, the ability to uh, clean water. They can breathe for the craft. They have air. Uh, they synthesize it. Uh, you know, you can plug a machine in and it'll take elements out of the air and create pure oxygen. And it's not that, but it's close enough. The uh, entity who indwells the craft, it's like his own body. So his body is breathing and creating oxygen. He's, you know, circulating his veins, you know, fluids in your veins and all of that. And uh, the air is more pure, actually, uh, than we breathe here. It's a little bit richer in certain um, elements uh, for them. They need them. And uh, I get a little hot, not high like a drug high, but when I'm on board, sometimes I, I almost feel like I've got too much air. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, he'll slow it down for me so that I can catch up with it. And uh, yeah, but that's how they do it. They create their own air and it's the craft that does it. Yeah, and one thing when we were talking about that that you mentioned to me was this is one of the problems that the reverse engineering folks are having. They can't do that. <laughs> yeah, they don't have technology for yeah. Which is good news as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not happy with how technology is being abused. Okay, here is you guys have any other comments on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a really a dolly a question. Dolly a dolly question. Dolly. Okay. This question is from Brian Morgan, and anyone can jump in on this one. And the question is, the night my uncle died, I stayed in his house since I was with him when he passed. I woke up at 3 a.m. and saw an enormous black wolf-like creature standing over me. What might that have been? Whoo, Brian, <laughs> I think you would probably be able to answer that question better than any of us, but that is the witching hour, 3 a.m. And that is when all kinds of weird stuff can happen. There are spirits who can take on any appearance they want. There are wolf-like beings as well. So it's hard to say if this was spiritual or ET, but given that your father passed, I'm going to lean towards spiritual. Yeah, okay. Martin. All right. I, you know, um, I, had, I, had, I, I experienced on my own, observing or, or, or watching a wolf, even... I wasn't the only one. We were like six of us. But oh well, I get to the point. So um, not only myself, but even clients. I had two clients already who experienced seeing a wolf in the city, right? Just popping out of, out of nowhere. And they, they were able to, you know, because there's no straight dogs where they live, you know, the suburbs. And then uh, the other one was in New York City, you know. And then uh, they were like, they were pretty tall. That was the way they described them. Because they were, they, you know, it wasn't a, a different kind of dog. It was, they say, oh, it was a wolf. And I remember asking these questions because 
Um, another client, one of them, he was working in McDonald's, right? <laughs> and she was like, throw out the garbage. And she, she saw like this wall for like 20 feet away from her. She was like, just stunned, you know? And the minnow just came back to take his phone, you know, the, just the, uh, the wall disappeared. When, asked, when I, I was able to ask, when I put her under hypnosis, I was able to ask this question, like, who was this wolf? And he was like, well, that was one of her spirit guides. I was like, what was yeah. the purpose of this encounter? So she can, you know, she can believe that everything that she's doing is real. And she's, she's always been protected because she's somehow with humans. We always live, you know, disconnected, alone, you know. But that's how, you know, it was manifested. He's a spirit guy. Yeah, they like to come in as totems. Uh, I'm part Cherokee. I'm Ostahatchee Cherokee. And uh, when I was growing up, my great granny and grandma uh, taught that, um, and this was not his father's totem, it was his. And it, the boy that we're talking about here who asked the question, and what they'll do is they'll get your attention and they'll come in as the spirit of that totem, that that's your totem. So he needs to like do some thinking. I don't know if he has a native ancestry. He might. Uh, I would wonder about that. Highly wonder about that. And uh, ask himself what he was thinking at the time. Why did the wolf want his attention so bad? And and what was he thinking about his uncle at the time? Because it was trying to communicate with him. And because so sorry, Preston. Go ahead. Well, now that you mentioned that, all those European countries have the big black dog phenomena where a big black dog appears before someone's death. I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't know, I mean, depending on the area that they lived in, a lot of people have sightings. Some people, you know, Canada, they're called wolf people or, or wolves that walk upright. Uh, they have a, you know, they're very highly intelligent. And there's tons of stories I've been given over the years, uh, many eyewitnesses account close to where you know, I, I've lived in two different places, more common than people think. So did he live in an area where these these beings um, were prevalent? You know, was there, mm -hmm. you know, did they ever have contact before? Like they're, you know, are they supernatural? Are they extraterrestrial? Or are they just completely supernatural? Yeah. Like in general. Yeah. It's not supernatural because, I mean, given that his father had died Here's a comment from Louise. I saw an old friend walk through my yard, but he was transparent from the waist down. Within the hour, we received a call that he had died the day before. So deathbed visions are also a very common thing. When someone's about to die, all kinds of people will show up. Yeah. Um, well, I took care of my dad's uh, brother when he was uh, passing. And um, he told me I, he had never seen my daughter in it, there was no time she couldn't come up there under those circumstances. And I brought videos of her so he could see her. And he was just, oh, I wish I could have seen her. And he said, I promise you, I will visit her after I pass. And I said, okay. And uh, I gave my cousin, uh, we all stayed with him right up to the very, we were getting, he was getting close. And my cousin wanted some alone time with him. He needed to work out whatever. And I said, fine, I turn it all over to you. And uh, we came home. I wasn't home a day. And the next night, in the middle of the night, my daughter woke up and said, Mommy, who is that man? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, I just saw a man. I said, really? What do you look like? And she described my uncle to me. And, and I said, okay. And she said, he told me he loved me. Could he love me? 
And I said, yes, <laughs> that was your great uncle, Bill. And she was like, okay. And she just went right back to sleep. And uh, I have experiences like that. My relatives will come and see me sometimes before if I haven't seen them in a while and literally tell me, get here. I want to talk to you. And it's happened even with my, my, ex, my daughter's father's father. He was passing and he literally came to me and said, bring Emmy now. And I did. I threw her in the car and we went. And uh, so it we must we be have, amazing to have a, that perspective from the other side. <laughs> you, we all have that ability, though. I mean, if you open yeah, your mind and your abilities and work at it, you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I do want to take a quick station ID break because we are at the top of the hour. You're all watching The Light Gate. I'm your host, Preston Dennett. My lovely co-host is Dolly Safran. Our two amazing guests tonight are Martin Rivera, a quantum hypnotherapist expert, and Michelle Desrochers, who's an expert on ghosts, ETs, and all things paranormal and supernatural. We're doing a live Q&A tonight, so keep those questions coming. We are airing live on United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans, in Louisiana, and also the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3. YouTube, Roku, Facebook, we've got lots of platforms. All the shows are archived. Please do check out Michelle's show, The Outer Realm, on Wednesdays and Thursday evenings from 9 to 11 p.m. It's an amazing show. I've been honored to be a guest a couple of times. And couple. <laughs> oh, what, seven? Your family. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Michelle. Always an honor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I wanted to pop up this question, which is a follow-up to the atmosphere question, Dolly, and it's a good one. If ETs, do ETs breathe different atmospheres? Or if the ETs all breathe different atmospheres, how can one singular air supply be okay for all the species on motherships? Um, everything breathes oxygen. If you're alive and you're in your, uh, you have DNA, you breathe oxygen. It's just that whatever you're born into, uh, there might be different um, mixes of other things in the air, like nitrogen, you know, carbon dioxide, things like that. And uh, we have polluted our air pretty bad. So the way I weigh this answer to you is this way. We're breathing cruddy air here. They breathe really good air where they're at. And uh, so it is one oxygen or one atmosphere, you know, the type of atmosphere that they breathe. The other significant issue is uh, gravity. They do not have lungs as big as we do because they have lighter gravity. Um, some of them, the tall whites do, they have uh, huge lungs. Uh, so do the tall grays, but the smaller don't. And if they come here, they're under our gravitational pull and stress, and it's really hard for them to take breath. So that's the difference. So, Very interesting. All right, moving along, here is a interesting question from Star or Orchid 8. Question is, have you experienced a delay in time last night at the countdown to midnight? Mine was 17 seconds in advance. I haven't, but I have had, and I told Dolly about this, weird time blips where I'm posting on Facebook. And I go to post something and it's already posted. And the first time it happened, I thought, you know, I must have just posted this. But it kept happening. And one time, you know, and I'm very careful because I 
you know, don't want to overpost and get into Facebook jail again, which I was recently. But it's happened, and I don't understand it. It's this weird blip. I don't know how to. I don't. I can't explain it. I'll hmm. Skip the time. We're we're under an electromagnetic uh, field stream. We're in the thickest part of it right now. It is seriously thick. Electromagnetism can uh, change your perception of time, and it's not that time disappeared or blipped. It's that it took you out and brought you back in suddenly. And uh, it does happen all over the world. It happens near portholes, especially. People will experience a missing uh, from one second to even an hour and can't figure out what the heck happened. And they were outside the stream. That's how that can happen. We're all dimensional beings. Our bodies are here, but our consciousness, it can go anywhere at once. And your consciousness is really what's recording everything and telling your conscious mind, your physical mind, what's going on. And it hears it as well, but your your physical mind will blank out, go you know dead. When you hit energy like that, and your consciousness is still recording it, so yeah, it, it can happen. Electromagnetism has that effect on humans as well as everything else. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's I want to bring this up. That's why I, I never talked about this before. People say the ETs are knocking out my memory; they're not letting me remember. That's not true. Uh, they are in an electromagnetic environment. They are dimensional. They are fluctuating between dimensions constantly. And when you leave that environment, it derazzes your brain slightly and your uh, your memory, your newest memories can go boop and, you know, deraz somewhat. And the only way to retrieve them, and this is why hypnosis is uh, paramountly important to some people, because their physical mind just can't grasp it. Your consciousness knows. It records everything and it will, it will help bring that back to you. That's what's happening. Okay, I just want to pop up a comment here from Brian regarding the wolf thing he saw. He says, it was standing up like people do, and my mother also was in the house in the same night, saw it, and we found giant paw prints in the backyard on the roof the next a.m. Well, then you met a, you met a <laughs> You got visited. Interesting as heck. Oh, yeah. Not a dimensional bleeder. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got an ET visitation. Oh, my heaven. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it has the ability to uh, shape shift any form, any shape, anything. So, yeah, I had cases like that, too. Not yeah. only walls, but any any kind of stuff. Even human looking, yes, they were able to do that. Any, any form, any shape. I agree. I so agree. You guys have any comments on the time thing, Michelle or Martin? I've, I've not had that happen personally. All right. I guess the whole topic really will will take us pretty much almost like an hour because it's it's so huge, this topic about time lapse, bleeping, timelines. It's all intertwined, and it's a many, many different explanations about it. It depends of, you know, case to case, really. But yeah, I, I love the way you know um, um, Dal explained it. That's one of them, really, pretty common. But the other one is like we, we're constantly shifting in different timelines too. Yes, so. I like that one. That's interesting. <laughs> There's lots to discover. That's for sure. Okay, here is the next question in the lineup. I'm starring all the questions, guys. So please be patient if I don't get to yours. I'm taking them in order. <laughs> and this one is from CT Guitar Guy. Question for the entire panel. Why do you think some people like myself who have never had any experiences have still been obsessed with the UFO subject since childhood? Curiosity, something else. Did I'm you gonna probably jump in. have. 
Yes. And you don't else. remember. That's why. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think too, Michelle and Dolly, because that is one of the questions I always ask. Are you interested in the subject? Do you have a strong attraction to it or a repulsion to it? And mm -hmm. that's definitely a huge indicator that you're a contactee is you're mm -hmm. drawn to the subject. And on some level, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's resonating. Meditate. Yeah, yeah, meditate would be my advice and try to bring any memories that might be back yeah. to the surface. Okay, here's just a comment from Michael Kennedy. Um, it's looking bad in so many ways. I hope I'm wrong, but a huge economic disaster is inevitable and on the path. Yeah, well, if we do our 2024 predictions, I would say probably a good idea to stock up on food and water and be prepared for a financial collapse because they do happen. They absolutely do. I want to remind everybody, we had uh, parents and grandparents. The younger generations don't realize this, but my generation does. I grew up with parents and grandparents who went through a depression and wars and nobody ever, ever had an empty pantry. I was, it was drilled into me. You need three months to a year, period, the end at all times, because anything can happen to you. And it's normal. If you were living in the middle of nowhere and had no help from anybody, you would be stuck in your pantry too. You would be working very hard to protect and take care of yourself. We have generations of people who have literally lived hand to mouth, uh, paycheck to grocery store and back and have thought nothing of it because they think that's going to exist forever. And that's not true. And uh, life fluctuates, you know, we have different times and things happen and prepare. It's coming. That's exactly right. And there are a lot of people who are waking up to that and feel it in their gut. It's coming. Yes. So prepare. Wow. All right. Here is another question from Simon Barash. Do any of you think abductions might be a lesson to us to treat life with more respect? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Ollie, I know, doesn't like to call them abductions, and certainly yeah. most of the people I talk to don't like to, but I think every lesson, every experience is a lesson to teach life yes. with more respect. Exactly. Right. Um, don't pick on one thing. You miss everything else when you do that. Don't wear, you know, blinders or rose-colored glasses just yeah i can't through. say experiencers come away with a, a profound respect for the environment life other people experiencers are the nicest people you'll ever want to meet they've often got a mission in life to do good um, that's the kind of people ets love to contact people who are nurses and doctors and healers and musicians and artists and environmentalists and social workers and animal rights activists. Right. So I think that speaks to that to a certain degree. And I think too, with, with, you know, children, like they will make contact at an early age. Uh, for me, you know, not having immediate recollection as an adult of my, all my childhood experiences, I've always had a strong love and respect for nature. I always love being in nature growing up by the water, you know, spending a lot of time in the water, spending a lot of time in the mountains. I still love mountains and trees. Like there's just, I get sad when I see a forest getting torn down, make way for a subdivision. Like it, 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 like it hurts my soul to see things like that. So I, I think when you, you see this from a very early age, you know, you maybe there's something 
that's more rooted within yourself. As I found out a lot of my paranormal experiences, you know, the paranormal and my, my contact experiences were intertwined. And many of the people I've worked with in the last 20 years, at least half of them who have had paranormal experiences have also been intertwined with contact experiences. I agree. Yeah. It's all connected. Absolutely. Okay. Moving along. We've still got 21 questions lined up, guys. <laughs> we'll try to get through them. Um, Bim Jim's asking, I've had 30 paranormal experiences. None threaten me. They have all been friendly or neutral. Why? That's a good question. Well, like attracts like. You know, I've had experiences that other people would say is absolutely scary. You know, mm -hmm. Sasquatch and very close UFO encounters. And I didn't feel the least bit threatened. I think it's internal in how you view the world. If you have, if you are fearless, it's a positive experience. And there are people in very desperate situations who are still having fun and getting, you know, having a great day, even though they might be, you know, having real medical issues or financial issues or all these issues. So I think it's all perspective and how you look at the world. I agree right. with you. 100%. Yeah. It's either you act from fear or really act from as an observer or from love. So a huge percentage of population act out of fear and even mix up, you know, any paranormal event that, you know, I, I had, that's, this is very briefly that I had people on their hypnosis when they, they, you know, when they uh, tell me they had this paranormal event, it's like this, like I, like I mentioned before, like these black shadows coming in and out on her houses, whatever, and ended up there were these light beings. And I asked, why did they see him like this, you know, like, black figures he goes like because this person he always acts in fear so her mind distorted exactly what it, what they are they're like being they were they they're either the guides or they always you know just check him on him or her but somehow our mind you know distorted whole everything about it because it, we they are acting out of fear mm -hmm. yep. fear distorts mindset mindset yes exactly exactly all right, let's bring this down to 19 questions. <laughs> Janice Connett is asking, Dolly, what are some of the spiritual things aliens have imparted to you? I've had such an overwhelming love come from them while giving spiritual messages. That's going to be symmetry part two. <laughs> We're going to cover a lot of that. The very first thing I learned is you are us, we are you, we are one, yes. we are all the same. Right. Uh, we are all in uh, source together. We're all conscious entity living. And uh, it is uh, one thing to not uh, pay attention to it. It's another one to discount it completely and, and uh, not pay it any heed whatsoever. So I was taught to keep my eyes open and learn everything. And the second thing is, is that love love answers everything in your life, every situation. If you have a problem, think about it from love. Think about what love could do to handle this situation. There's different kinds of love. There's love for your children. There's love for your spouse. There's love for your animals. There's love for humankind. These are all the things that we have to think about. And it is important spiritually to remember that. And it's also uh, spiritually important. I was taught to be grateful. Uh, I don't go through life thinking that I own anything. I don't go through life thinking that I do everything. I am not. I I am the arbiter of my existence, and uh, I 
can be what I need to be or I can be what I want to be. But you have to be careful with the balance of that because sometimes you can want something more than what is needed and you create karma when you do that. So I, that's another spiritual aspect. And uh, the other thing is never, ever, ever turn your back on a situation that is uh, going to harm you in any way. People talk about, you know, well, people don't, how do I put this? I don't like horror movies. I won't see them. I won't watch them. I don't do, I don't watch evil in action. I don't pay it any heat. I leave it completely alone. I'm not afraid of it, but what I am is proactive with it. If it comes at me, I will deal with it. I am not, I'm spiritually unafraid of that. You can't do anything to me. If this body ends, I still go on. I'm not afraid of you. And that's how we should understand spirituality really don't do harm to one another and if something comes to harm you defend yourself that's right. what it means so it's true. yeah yeah someone in the public you uh, uh, scarlet mentioned like practice get ready to that's awesome yeah mm -hmm. that's really well a yeah. great advice to start practicing gratitude mm -hmm. on yourself and start loving yourself oh, because yeah. everything is in a projection of yourself people situations experiences is your belief system. Mm -hmm. Are you yourself? Yes. If you don't like what you see around, how you've been treated, change yourself. Do not become the victim. Right. We are our own healers. Oh. Heal yourself. It's the only That's thing right. you really have control over. Exactly. Yes. The whole contact that. experience is very spiritual, and that often gets edited out of a lot of the books and people's yes. accounts and television media. Yeah. It's a profoundly spiritual experience. Right. That's what it's all about. So yeah, it's one of the ET lessons for sure. <clears throat> okay, moving along, and this is kind of related. Gen, just a Gen X dirtbag baby asks: Do any of you have any informations or opinions to offer on a possible correlation between NDEs and ET encounters? Wow, that's a great so, question. I can certainly talk about that. I know Kenneth Ring wrote a book on the correlations between the two, and there are researchers out there who. And I'm not a subscriber to this theory or conflating all these phenomena together and saying it's just one you know, manifestation of an intelligence. I think ETs are ETs, a near-death experience is a near-death experience. But there are weird bleed-throughs. Some people will have an experience like a near-death experience and they go and to the other side and see ETs. And there are cases, and I've interviewed a few people who've had this, where they're taken on board a craft and there is the spirit of their deceased loved one. Mm -hmm. Happened to Don Anderson, he saw his dad. So there's very interesting bleed through, but there's still different experiences. Right. It, goes, yeah. it goes back to what I said. We they, they are us, we are them. Just because you're manifesting in a body in the lifetime that you're living and you're an ET and we're human, you know, homo sapiens sapiens, we're the same thing, we're the same spirit, we're the same consciousness. And uh Years and years and years ago, people didn't talk about uh, what we look like on the other side or who was on the other side. And now people are starting to see it. And I find that gloriously wonderful. You see this? Go ahead. Tell me about it. I want to hear what you have to say, because it's true. We're all in the same spaces together. And yeah, of course, there's going to be ETs on the other side. Of course, there are. You know, there's going to be everything on the other side. So, yep. It's another example, like we when, you know, when it happened people regress when I have, you know, in the past life regression and somehow they start seeing this ET life in another planet, you know, and sometimes they see that the, the end of that life, 
and I always ask, source, why did you show me this life? And somehow it's related, you know, into uh, the personal life because sometimes they don't feel like belong here. They don't sometimes they, they don't feel like they belong to their own family, you know, and they they feel like kind of like disconnected. And sometimes they're like very new souls they come into the planet. So in other words, we all really had past lives, you know, and I quoting past life because you know as we know time doesn't exist everything is existing at the same time they have this experience in these other realms and other planets really you know and sometimes the souls remembers that interaction or that connection with these other families but when they are you know in here this planet they they feel that this connection sometimes so and for them it's very healing to to, to you know to know it's you know you know you're not that different they're always there for you Michelle has memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michelle and I talk sometimes, and she bloody well knows she's not been human the whole time, right? (laughs) You're muted, Michelle. Yeah, we cannot hear you. Oh, we cannot hear you. Okay, now I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) I I have had many um, memories and. I have a lot of really gifted friends as well um, being, you know, I've spent two decades doing this. So it's interesting to me when they will come and just say, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, well, that's interesting. Cause I don't talk to everybody about it. And I've gone and had spirit paintings done by really gifted um, mediums who are artists. And they're literally painting some of my memory of, my other lives that are happening so i see it and i'm like ha okay <laughs> it's not just here you know it's it's fascinating to watch your memories unfold with other people picking it up right Pre- i'm gonna yeah. rant on preston and i want to rant on preston he's a writer he loves writing oh my god he loves writing <laughs> science fiction as well <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when I was first getting to know him, you know, I said, well, what have you written science fiction? Can I see some of your books? And he'd say, okay, sure, fine. And he started sending me these books. And uh, one of them blew me off my chair because I realized that he not only remembers being there, he, I mean, he wrote about it in a science fiction situation, but he was writing exactly how it was. And it was Eons and eons and eons ago, before we were ever on this earth, he was on Mars, and he remembers being there, and he remembers what life was like there, and he wrote about it, and it freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, he's right. Instead of, that's his catharsis. He's writing out all this stuff. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That's excellent. My, my way of accessing the, that. Yes. And basically, just answered your your question, other follow-up question, CT Guitar guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are living many lives. I, I suspect it's all at once yeah. in a, from a higher perspective. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so very, very interesting stuff. And yeah, I use science fiction to access some of that sometimes. <laughs> I amazed myself doing it. I'm like, wow, that story came true. Okay, here is another question. We're staying at about 20 questions lined up at all times. Wow. <laughs> okay. Kaysen Lee asks a question about Reiki, if I may. I see lots of people on YouTube doing distant healing. Do those videos have any effect? I think they could, but I would be wary of it because there's a lot of people out there who are grifters and looking for fame and fortune. 
but I think there's a lot of people out there who are trying to do the right thing and sending out healing energy. But unless it's specifically directed towards you, I'm skeptical. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't really researched that. It sounds yeah. interesting, though. Yeah, there has been experiments about it uh, from Dr. Masura Moto that has become more popular. Even he he passed away, he did experiments like that too, like you know, remote uh, healing and other uh, you know researchers too. And some of them they had pretty good you know, results, but it involves to the personal belief system to be open up. And somehow uh, 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 it stimulates that belief of inner healing, really, because we all have that power. As, as you know, as Dolly was mentioned before, we all that have power. Sometimes we ignore it because we we always been thinking like it has to be come from the exterior world, and it's not. You are a you are a powerful being. You should to know how. <laughs> you know, remote healing is definitely possible. Yeah, these videos are doing it. I don't know, but absolutely, yeah. healers can heal remotely. Right, right, right. Yeah, everything's possible, really. All right. Any other comments on that one, guys? <laughs> I shall pull it down then and move on to the next question because they're coming in faster than we can answer them. And here is an interesting one from Moonstone Foxy. Have any of you had a ghost energy around you that was scared of you? I have one that comes around and I try to get it, but it runs away and hides. Really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I find it very common with children's spirits. Um, because remember, you know, spirits who are grounded, spirits on average are just people without bodies. Your their emotions are intact. And if they were a certain type of individual in life, they would be the same in death. I find children um, would be leery of strangers. You go into their space or maybe you've moved into their space and you're a stranger to them. And I've worked with a lot of families who have basically wanted to coexist with their spirits, um, but they just, you know, didn't know how to. And, the children especially still acted like children. But I mean, there are some adult spirits as well. They just, they don't want to have an encounter with you. So you come in and they, they are just going to back off. They don't want to be noticed. They just want to keep existing in their space. Right. Very cool. All right. I'm afraid we're not going to get to all these questions, guys. We only have a half hour left and that's cutting it close, but we'll do our best. Okay, moving along. And this is from Rambo Ma 490 For anyone, why do some ETs not like to say who they are or hide <laughs> their place of or their origin? Perhaps mm. for their own protection. Because I have heard that where ETs will say, you know, it's not important or mm -hmm. it's a place you don't know about yet or you wouldn't understand. Yes. It can be evasive. Yeah. Right, right. Well, so, they're so aware of the fact that we can create... Um, craft that can go anywhere and we've proven that we've got two that had just crossed the bounds of our solar system and are out in real deep space and looking for things and they know that they can chart anything really in our our galaxy and so no they're not going to give you information that will send you or probe right to them nope <laughs> <laughs> no so some of my cases um many of them they have revealed where they're from some of them they say oh it's a, just like I mentioned before, it's a far, far galaxy. And sometimes they have names, yes. Sometimes they don't have a name for the planet. I, I ask why 
they go, oh, it's, it's only a frequency. We don't name things like humans do, like human does, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah. they're all types. Some of them will reveal, some of them won't. So, but they explain it to you too. Yeah, I'm allowed to say where I've been. Uh, I, uh, when I told the grace that I wanted to come out and talk about all this, uh, they, they said, we have to brief you. There are things that you need to understand before you open your mouth. I'm like, okay. And one of them is, is that I have the, uh, the cachet, the carte blanche to say where I've been. Uh, it's up to me to describe how well where that is. And Martin, you keep saying this word, and I'm going to tell you something about this that you just somehow innately know. Um, when I, when I fly, I learned the frequency of every marker we have throughout the universe. And um, very good. I have an eidetic memory and numbers are my thing. I remember sequences. And they, the, each one of these markers carries a frequency with it. And I can dial up to it. I can remote it and pick up the frequency and then go to it. And uh, that's amazing. You keep saying that because we plot that way. Every yeah. It's not, it's not um, you know, like ascension and declination here, whatever. And, and they do plot out in space too. And they have to and take into a account the fact that we're moving and we're rotating and we're you know different places at different times so et knows this they have the same issue with it and they use frequency markers to, to navigate yep right that's yep. awesome yeah yeah everything frequency we have different ones yeah yep all right moving along we're never going to catch up guys but we'll do our best yeah. <laughs> all right hi it's alicia empathy love peace for all thank you I've had conscious encounters aboard a craft since four years old with no fear attached. Would hypnosis assist in learning my full mission here, or do we only remember specifically what they want us to know? That sounds like a good question for you, Martin. It could be both. As long as you have a free will to really want to know, explore more, yes, because that's your free will. Otherwise, if you're like, no, I'm not able to handle it, that's it. That's, you know, as long as you remember, that's fine. Or... They, they could be either from hypnosis or like, um, you know, a person always encourage people, you know, by, by dreams, you know, by meditation. You can have, you know, that subconscious of yours to start opening up and give you little by little whatever you can handle. Otherwise, if you're really, you know, really looking forward to find out more details, yes, hypnosis. And even, even though even source knows exactly what you have to see or remember. Because it won't give you more than you cannot handle it. So yeah, I think when the time comes, you will remember, even if it's through using hypnosis, because you reach that point. Like I want to know, and you go see a hypnotist, or you have a dream, or you spontaneously remember. Right, right, yeah. yeah. We yeah. are autonomous beings. Et are autonomous beings, mm -hmm. and we are not allowed to interfere in each other's paths. We are personally yeah. responsible for ourselves. Right. Period. Now we're on this planet together, and as a group, we are responsible for the stupid things we do to ourselves here, or allow to be done to us here. Yes. And that's important. And some of us come here knowing this is coming at us, and we choose the path of helping, or we choose the path of healing, or we choose the path of guiding. Uh, one of those three things, and uh, how we react. Your response is paramount, and you have to remember that while you're here, your karma is number one. You're either going to get in trouble by doing something that you selfishly want to do, and it doesn't matter what anybody else does, or you do something that affects everyone and everything, and take your pick. So, cool. All right, let's move on to this really wonderful question from Deleted Truths. What are aliens doing in the afterlife? 
Sorry. Same. Honestly, we are all the same. It's like we're from source. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out on the beach, doing loop de loops in the air, <laughs> meeting with their friends. Exploring, <laughs> learning, you know. Yeah. So ETs have a from what you've told me, Dolly, experience a very easy transition to it because they have a full understanding of it. Yeah, well, they're fully conscious. We're supposed to be. Somebody made this statement to me once that you're not you're born to forget here. No, you're not. You should no. be knowing exactly what I know. You should be experiencing the things that I experience. And I don't know how I get so uh, lucky. And I am lucky because uh, not everybody is born into a situation where it's propagated and, you know, you're helped along with it. I was. Uh, we all should be helping each other. You should let your children be psychic. When they start telling you, I see this and I got a friend and da-da-da-da-da, really tell me all about it. Let's enjoy this. And then practice being psychic with your children. They'll help go you back into it. You are absolutely deserve. It is innate in your abilities. It's in your DNA. It's in your pineal gland. Yeah, go for it. You're, you're supposed to know this stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the super chat, Don. Thank you so, so much. That's very, very kind of you. Always appreciated. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm so happy. We're so nice. Okay, here is a question for me from Kirsten Corby. Has any, has anyone, let me see if I can get this right. Has anyone done any kind of formal paranormal investigation about objects moving around by themselves? I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Oh, sure. Yeah, there was a case I was investigating of a haunted apartments in Van Nuys. They had objects moving all over the place. This manifests in all different kinds of ways. Objects moving, of course, footsteps, but doors opening and closing, lights going on and off, furniture, um, just weird stuff. Teacup might appear on the staircase. Book might fall out, and there's the will inside. That I have a case where that actually happened. Okay, so I want you to clarify. You and Michelle, because Michelle can talk about it too. No, um, question, objects question for question. Yeah. <laughs> objects themselves don't move by themselves. Something is directing that object, yeah. correct? Am I correct in saying that? Okay. Correct. Either you with your own psychokinetic energy or a spirit, which is a big deal for them to be able to do it because it's not easy for a spirit to be able to affect the physical environment, but they can. Probably easier for us, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're right about that. Yep. And that sometimes blends into the whole UFO phenomena where people will have a, a teacup missing and the lady went on board and they, it was on board the craft. Dolly found her own brush, her hairbrush, on board the craft. And my you mother know, almost killed me for it. Yeah, they'll put yeah. stuff back too. They'll move stuff around a little bit. So it might be ETs. But yeah, lots of ghost activity doing that kind of thing. That's pretty much normal when it comes to ghosts. And it manifests in so many different weird ways. Okay, here is an interesting question from Michelle Pena about the Mandela effect. Can you guys explain how the Mandela effect works? Thank you, everyone. Well, I'm a little skeptical of the Mandela effect. <laughs> I wonder about it, but certainly a lot of people have experienced it. I've I've experienced it a few times, but I don't know what to think. Time about. time slips, alternate realities. <laughs> yeah, I'm make a statement. Okay, in. Uh... <laughs> This is this is meant to sh guide y'all into really searching for the truth about this. 
um, wherever you're at, whatever knowledge base that you have, whatever amount of accumulated experiences that you have, you yourself individually. Don't let somebody else tell you what your reality is or what reality is. If there's a Mandela effect, prove it to yourself one way or the other. Figure it out for yourself. Learn about it. it exercise your mind and so that you can come up with these answers yourself. It is up to you how you evolve and how you ascend in wisdom and knowledge. And uh, I could tell you all day long if it's real or it's not. It doesn't matter. You're the one who has to figure this out. Okay, I'm gonna jump into the subject. Michelle, you want to share something? Because I, I know I heard no, you. Were saying you no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, I was speaking before, you know, about we always constantly um, shifting in timelines. I'm gonna give you a, pretty much, you know, a very uh, simple, uh, you know, instance. Every time that we make an important decision in our lives, it's one of you split up. And so on, and another another decision, whether you took this job and you quit, you stay in that job, but you took another one that you split up. If per se there's a Martin that never moved to the U.S., Martin's still living in Mexico City. That's another timeline. There's a, a relationship that I have with another uh, girlfriend back in Mexico. I got married to that uh, per se. I got married to that relationship, but I moved here, so it's already three of them. I have dreams like that too. Like that, I made a just different decision. I'm living with in a completely different. Yes, timeline. Yes, I had clients where they dreamed about like that. having another spouse, another, or having you know, seeing a dream that their parents die or something, but they're still living there. When asked during the session, the you know the truth becomes like because that's another timeline, and somehow they start becoming aware of these timelines. Okay, can I? I'm going to say something now. This is going to get explained in symmetry too, and I'm dying to say something now. Okay, I can okay only but be fast moment. because we have 25 questions do it fast. <laughs> Every one of us is in source together, okay? And we know all things in source. There's nothing you don't know in source. When you come here, you're coming here to experience certain things, to understand them. That teaches you, period, okay? We are good at, seeing 50 things at one time. We're good at pareidolia. We're good at all kinds of things. And this brain that we have, this physical mind is wired to do certain things, to weigh things, think of things in a certain way. Timelines for a human being in the body here is not what it's really like outside where we're at in this dimension. You have to see it as you're the one who's living the timelines. The timelines are how you perceive them to be. It's really uh, up to you to decide uh, what life you're living. And it is not good, or I'm not going to say it, that's a little harsh. It's uh, don't waste your time worrying about what you could have done. Worry about what you're doing right now. In other words, learn to live in this moment. It is really hard when people start lamenting, well, I could have done this, I could be here, I could be there, and then and then thinking, well, I am. No, you're not. You are here, you're here now. And because you've imagined yourself this way, or you can see that it could have happened, doesn't mean that it's actually real or a bent off timeline. There is no timelines, they don't exist. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. They don't exist. Outside of our dimension, third dimension, they do not. That's what it means to come out of time. No more timelines, they're gone. 
because you can experience three things at once, see the totality of existence does not make those different timelines everywhere. You're the one thinking that. You're the one experiencing it. That's how that works. You know, what I was referring to this is the soul yeah. will experience every single possibility that right. in single incarnation and many ones, but somehow our mind cannot comprehend. That's why it's important just to live your present life. Yes, but yeah. somehow yeah. these events or these phenomena present to people. But yeah. that's how source explain it to them. Yeah. The most important is this. But sometimes they see it because some people live in the past. What if I didn't move exactly. uh, to the U.S.? I could have yeah, done I mean, this. They, like, exactly. They see it. <laughs> I was going to end it up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and sometimes it's not the best option. So yeah. that's why they show it to you know to them. But somehow they are able to see it through dreams or meditation or somehow. Right. Well, yes. well, I feel like since we live in an infinite universe, at some point, everything and anything is possible and we will experience yes. it. <laughs> Human beings kind of like, you know, you know everything in source, right? So you've yes. got information coming at you anyway, whether you hear it or not, but you can feel it because it's, it's your source. Right. Okay? One of the things about this that people are maybe starting to see is this universe is not the only one. <laughs> we got more than one. Lots of them. Multiverses. <laughs> and you can mentally go out to that your consciousness can go greet it if it wants to it can experience it if it wants to and that, i think that's what people are starting to get it's a step up in your understanding of consciousness yes. okay all right i'm going to pop this question up real quick from moonstone foxy question, <laughs> did you give your green alien plushie to michelle you know the one on your recliner is missing. No, Here's no. this in the background. See it? Oh, see, right Bottom there. The yeah. Oh, yeah, it's back, back there. I see it. They're her brothers. They're probably related. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, my co-host, actually made this for me <laughs> for my birthday. And I like to move them around just to mess with everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Mine was by itself. I don't it's touch it. Dry, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm chilling. But look at the menacing one behind, like right beside him. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> sees that guy in the darkness. Just <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. We're never gonna catch up, guys. We're gonna have to do another QA. Janice Conan is asking: Has anyone had deep loving spiritual experiences that were so overwhelming? I was Experience such love coming from that tears would come to my eyes and cry. Yes. We humans need to know these now. Yes. Big yes. Yes. yes Many yes. with the ETs and just spontaneous. Once I was driving home from Colorado and saw a field of flowers, and it was like just an enlightening experience. I cried for an hour just because it was so beautiful. I've always told Dolly, you know how I'm going to die? I'm going to see a sunset and just say, oh, it's too beautiful. That's going to be it. Yes, it's too beautiful. Can't take it. Too much love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've had um, you know ET communication that's been extremely um, bring you to the brink of tears because it's just so unbelievable yes. with the messages and and the information that they're trying to relay to you. It just it hits you like and you, I can't even explain it because. Every experience for all of us, it's always different because it's based on who we are. But I've also had, um, you know, visitations from spirit individuals. And one that I recall was from a past life or another life. <clears throat> and I was on the outside looking in at this individual, like deceased. And it, and it, it bothered me. But this person 
was beside me, holding me, showing me, and everything was light. So I woke up yeah. just like, oh my gosh, it was an unbelievably overwhelming and beautiful experience. I've had a lot of contactees tell me that they felt a love like never before. That was yes. the exact words a number of them have said. So very yes. overwhelming, more than you know, their wedding day or their first child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely all-encompassing. Yeah, that's incredible. Okay. Well, here is a question which could take up the whole show, so I hope we can get through it quickly. Have any of you guys run into a parallel self or one from another reality? Dolly, no, you but people say they see me all the time, and it's not me. <laughs> no, <laughs> Does that I, count? <laughs> I am solely who I am. Um, yeah, but there I, was someone just like you once you, as a well, little girl. Uh, yeah, this one got to me, but it was physical, not spiritual. Um, I had my tonsils out the first time when I was two. Um, you hear the word I said, first time. And sure. uh, <laughs> her mother was with her and my mother was with me. And I was looking across at her and she sat up and she looked at me and our eyes locked and went, I was looking at myself and she looked at me the same thing. And what I didn't realize was she was from the same area I was. And we went to elementary school together and the kids started noticing we're identical twins to one another. And then we realized that we're wearing the same clothes all the time. We had to stop it to talk about it. I even went and accused my mother and she accused her mother of separating us at birth. <laughs> I was like, what is up with this? And they said, no, you just, we all dime out a certain way and whatever way the roulette wheel runs on our DNA, we can look like other people. And a uh, boy, oh boy, was she mine. And then as the years went by, I found out that I was a twin, a for real, and I have a twin sister who's with AT and I finally got to meet her and that one shocked me. But it brought home something very important to me. We're we're biologically identical to one another, but I am me and she is her, and we are two different people spiritually. And it was wonderful to get to know her and speak with her. And I'm fascinated to see another one of me because God help anybody who runs on the same guy. But you know, we have a lot of the same mannerisms, but it's our physicality that imply that onto our psyche as a physical being and uh it blew me away it just blew me away there are people who can buy yeah. locate and, and yeah and people have seen what's called yeah. a doppelganger which is basically them but it's them out of body and they're still in body so it's projecting. <laughs> i think that might be what, and i just saw a lady on facebook who put her picture and standing here in front of an ancient painting from the 1800s they look identical <laughs> it's really strange yeah. We do have doubles out there, I think, but I'm not sure what to think of it. Okay, moving along. <laughs> okay, what do I got here? Oh, this is just a, a comment about the money thing. I watched a quarter fall to the floor in slow motion. Very cool. I'm telling you, there, there's. I'm going to write an article about that one day. Okay, here is a question from Scarlet Fire. Question, 30 plus years of seeing non-glowing baseball size orbs in my late night bedroom. They give me a feeling like a very good feeling. They <laughs> 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 just float through and go into the wall or ceiling. Any idea what? Um, could be spirit. Yeah, I know that out of body can have very strong feelings of that sort of nature. <laughs> this is a you know a family show, so I don't want to get too <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, but I I went in on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole out of body experience does bring those kind of energies, so that could be related to that. Um, absolutely. Okay, here is a question from CT Guitar Guy. And if you want to email me more about that, I can tell you more. <laughs> this might not be the forum. This is from CT Guitar Guy. I have a question for Dolly. You have said ETs are not here anymore. There are contactees saying that they are still being visited physically or seeing them in the sky and even recording them. Thoughts? Well, yeah, we just talked with Dave Scott. He had a, an apparent encounter. It can't happen, right? Um, okay, it, it largely depends on what's happening energetically around the earth. Um, it is dangerous for them to come. And uh, if they do come, it's a, it's a light gate here. They don't fly in here, per se. They light gate in, and then they light gate back out, and it's fast. They mostly send the AI, the little small AI grace. They physically don't want to take the chance of coming here and getting zapped by a CMA or something like that, and it destroys their craft. It is very, very dangerous to be here. They can also visit you OBE, and it seems real as heck. And then there's another phenomenon going on, is the governments of the world are trying to make people think that they're CNETs. So you got to watch out with that. There's many different ways that they can facilitate this. It's serious, and you need to pay close attention to what you're looking at and research yourself. Figure out the truth of what you actually saw. And I suggest that everybody starts doing that as a regular basis. Learn to understand what it is you're really seeing. Okay. All right. Very cool. I'm sorry, guys. The questions are coming in faster than we're going to be able to answer them. And we're wrapping up pretty soon here. We've got maybe five, ten more minutes. Uh, but we still have time for a few more. I do want to pop this up from just a Gen X dirtbag, baby. Thank you so much for the amazing super chat. You guys are just beyond generous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. Okay, here is a question from Janice Cunnett. When small grays who are AI, who is controlling them? The taller gray? No, they're, they're auto well, not fully autonomous. They're not sentient, but they have a uh, programming in them that gives them a job to do, and then they can, on their own, go through it and do it. If they run into a situation where they don't know what to do, they will psychically contact whoever is uh, responsible for sending them out, and they'll work at it that way. They are fully um, psychic, just like we are, and they can communicate back and forth with ET as well, so. Very cool. All right. Any other guy? Okay. Next one. Here is a question from Kira I Am, who has a very interesting experience. She experiences a strange phenomena where she's reading or watching a YouTube video and starts to drift off. I open my eyes and I am in a glowing white mist. What is this in your opinion? I've had that. You're, go you're going astral. You're starting to see into the astral planes, my opinion. You're right. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that white mist, yes. Yeah. They see that even uh, even when um, um, people are speaking past lives, yet yeah, sometimes they see that, you know, very often later too. So yeah, I saw that when I went to visit a medium, Brian Hurst. He would start doing his thing, and the room would fill with white mist. I'm like, oh, this got to be spirits. He was really yeah. good. Was so glad when he finally picked on me and told me all kinds of stuff. Okay, let me see. 
I suppose we have time for this. What is no, we already did this, didn't we? Yeah, we already Connor, you guys have already so we already answered that, and that was in the beginning of the show, but we'll certainly do it next time. Okay. Let me see what else do we have here. A couple of more super chats. Thank you so much, Janet Connett. You are absolutely beyond kind. Thank you also, Mark Zhammer. Very, very, very kind of you. You guys are just wonderful. So generous. And I think we have time for a couple more. Right, Michelle, we do? Oh, you <laughs> sure do. Okay. <laughs> I have it on good authority that you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're at one minute and 48. And we can't go over two hours because it won't go into archives. So. Right. We're gonna have to well, wrap it up. Shortly. It will. You just won't be able to use it as a replay. That's all. Right. Oh, all right. There we go. So the question is from Alice Star One. Do any of you on the panel see orbs mm -hmm. in your home? Yep. Many times. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Right. I guess that's a big yes. There's spirits and ETs. Could be either. Yeah. Okay. I spiritual realm. It, 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 anything oh i love this question from ct guitar guy let me bring that one up hmm. ct guitar guy 85 asks i wonder if there are other planets like earth where people are struggling with life each other's not being taught about psychic ability consciousness war etc dolly are you aware of any others like us yes absolutely 100 i'm aware of them uh it is a rare thing to run up across uh people who are as shielded from the truth as we are here. This is a unique situation for us. And it's, it's it, it, I become frustrated when I think about it. But yes, there are other up and coming places where humans or human types are developing. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. Some people ask me, are there bad ETs out there? That's what I usually say. I'm like, yeah, there are people mm -hmm. like us out there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it depends. Yeah, the, the ETs who are visiting us, please understand this. These are highly evolved beings who have the ability to traverse the entire universe to come here. And they've evolved to a moral and spiritual height that precludes uh, the idea that they would be bad. No, they are not. So, no, I think we're the ones that need to, to yeah. really be examined. We don't play nice in the sandbox, kids. We no, just we don't. don't. <laughs> you know, so I think we're either a big curiosity or, or we need a lot of reprimanding. Yeah, we need help. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're actually going to get through most of the questions, guys. So I'm pretty excited. That is cool. Here is one from Mike Mike to Martin. Have you heard, ever heard of El Grupo Azteca 2000? No, never heard of it. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I don't no, know. Heard not either. Always learn something, but I don't know. I never heard that. I'll have to look it up because now I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll try to remember that. Well, well that'll be in the comments. Yeah. Okay. Here's a great question from Linda Catlett. Hi. Does anyone know how long it takes to clean a pineal gland after discontinuing fluoride? Uh, okay. Generally, it takes six months to a year. If you start practicing your abilities right away, it helps kind of work it through your system. Uh, in other words, it's a muscle or gl a gland that needs to be used. And so if you start trying to use it right away, it'll help facilitate it cleaning itself out. You also got to remember that you got to drink good water and yeah. food. Take and some melatonin because it usually yeah. lets off melatonin, which is yes. what 
gets everything going. So take some yeah. melatonin supplements to help along as well. Exactly. Another factor could be your power of belief too. You're still engaging in fear. You're never going to mm -hmm. see anything. You have Absolutely. to become, you know, balancing yourself, love yourself, forgive others, and so on. So you got to become balancing with your emotions and uh, start dwelling to inner peace. That way, I could activate too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. Here's a question for you, Michelle. And we're probably going to start wrapping it up at some point. <laughs> Allison Carr is asking Has Michelle gone to distant planets on ships? I, okay, well, I don't know if I've gone to distant planets. I know I've been on ships because I've got recollections of that. Um, but where they take me, I have no clue. That I don't have any recollection of. That I probably would have to meditate on it or, you know, my life is like crazy, whirlwind crazy. So I'm just happy to know that I, you know, they're just taking me off. And some nights I'm like, just let me fall asleep. I'm too tired. I have a headache. I don't want to go. And then, <laughs> then I come back even more tired. So I know they've gone. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's ans answer one last question. Then I'll give you guys time to talk a little bit about your stuff you're doing. And maybe the new year. Here is one more question. Because we pretty much got through all of them. And this is from CT Guitar Guy, a fundamental simple question for Dolly. This is not simple. Is there a finite end of the universe? And if so, what is beyond? What happens if you reach it? <laughs> <Simple question. laughs> um, I will be honest with you. What I know now, and didn't know when I was younger, uh, blows my mind. So this is it. Our universe is infinite infinity literally no beginning and no end it totally recycles itself constantly it's ever ever rebuilding it does move outward but it contracts as well it ha it's almost like a beating heart okay mm -hmm. and it is infinite what's next to our universe are other universes too above us beside us and below us all around and uh you have to ask yourself, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, think about real hard about what that means. And it is all the same uh, creation from one part of source. And E.T. believes all mind. That's what they call God. God is the all mind and we're all part of that. And it is infinite. And there's no beginning and no end at all. So. I agree. So. All right. Here's one question I skipped real fast. I, I just saw it. Um, Natasha Stone is saying, I often get light symbols in the shape of an angel. It happens before or during a tragedy. Is that a sign from my angels or higher self? Sounds like it. Yeah. In the shape we, of we def definitely are being watched over our spirit guides and friends. Light beings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, are watching over at all times. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've seen cool. many, many different, not so much symbols, but I see a lot of beams of light that will come in sometimes i'll see a bunch of pastel colors all brightly lit um you know there's definitely people watching out for you no doubt yeah all right and here's one from allison what kind of experiences martin have at mount shasta yeah martin what kind of experiences you have at mount shasta <laughs> 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 We'll have to have you back, Martin. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear about that. Absolutely, yeah. I saw ETs too, so it was pretty fun too. Very, very healing too. 
All right. Well, well, we are going to have to wrap it up because we do want to yeah. <laughs> get this closed up before the hour gets up. So thank you, Kira. I am for the super chat. That is awesome. You're doing live astral travel. Thank you, Mark Z Hammer. So glad you love the show. Thank you so much, you guys, for your wonderful super chat donations. I'm beyond thankful. All right. So, okay, so Martin, see. what are you going to be doing in the future this year? What are you doing? You asking me? Yes. Uh, what am I going to do? Well, um, I'm, now I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to move to a new apartment. So it's going to be new vibes. And then uh, I have, you know, um, sessions, which is I'm always exciting. And I'm having my first baby. So that's going to be. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> a very food conscious baby, you know. So, Yay. yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a biggie. That's mm -hmm. a, your life that's is going to change. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm going to try to put out four books this year. <laughs> I'll be happy if I can get two, but that's going to be my thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big thing. Then you have to come on the other realm. Yeah. Yes. What about yeah. you, Michelle? What are your plans? Well, I do. I mean, a lot of people... There's nobody from doing television, but I have to say it. I semi-retired from that. Sorry. I do documentaries. I will continue to do that. Um, still finishing up one. I do a lot of consultation and creation of other shows, being radio or television. I will continue to do that. But for me, I think it's just continuing my journey and my evolution, which takes a lot of hard work. And I do a lot of research as well. I love to research, which takes away from my more spiritual time. But I, I believe in awareness and our continuity into the evolutionary process. Um, and that does take a lot of work if you really, really want to do it properly. So that's my plans. Very cool. All right, you, Dolly, in one minute uh, or less. I'm going to put out uh, some videos in uh, for my YouTube channel and uh, still working on the light gate. And I'm in a big push to get my garden up and going for spring. And I'm going to be growing things and meditating outside and uh, grounding myself and uh, having a good time and talking to Preston about symmetry, too. That's going to be hours of talk. New book, right? Yeah, new book. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about saying that too. I'm, you know, I'm continuing writing my own, my first book too. So it's gonna be a new baby and a new, a first new book too. There you go. <laughs> wow. Very, yeah. very cool. All right, yeah. guys. Well, I guess that's our show for tonight. You want to lead us out, Dolly? Yes. Um, thank you, Martin, for coming. We so appreciate you, and I'm. It, it's fascinating when you're talking, and I love to hear everything you have to say, Michelle. <laughs> thank you. We love you both. Thank you. Back at you. Always. Uh, I want you all to understand that the 2024 is upon us. I think that we should just put one foot in front of the other and look for joy in our lives. Seek knowledge. Seek peace. Meditate. Have a good time. We're all in this together. Support one another. Love one another. And we love you. We'll see you next Monday on the Light Gate. We're coming to you from you, United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM in Louisiana. Uh, New Orleans, and we are coming to you also from the United UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. Uh, everybody who's heard us tonight, I hope you all have an excellent year. May uh, whatever you need come to you. May you all be blessed. May you all be healthy, and may you all be happy. 
Night, night. We love you. Night.